2: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
3: Hello there. Happy New Year to you. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Podcast Trashy Books. This is episode number 438, and we are saying goodbye to 2020 and saying hello to 2021 with Kiki and Amanda. We've been gathering in groups across many time zones, lots of math. To say goodbye to 2020, bad internet in South Africa got in the way of Laura joining us, but she sent a question for us to answer. So we are going to talk about nonfiction that made us cry laugh, audiobooks, TikToks, puzzles, cyberpunk clothing glitches, and side trips include depression, anxiety, treatment, and poopsie sparkly critters and cutie tooties. I think I got those names right. There is a lot of laughing in this one. It is a very silly episode. So uh, happy new year from us to you. Please do not miss the show notes for this episode because I am going to link to the picture of Amanda's clothing glitch inside cyberpunk. It's amazing and super not safe for work. Go over to the show notes. Treat yourself to some hilarity at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. And you know, now that I think about it, there's hilarity in the other parts of the site too. So, you know, come hang out with us. This episode is brought to you in part by Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of easy guided meditations in a very easy to use app. Whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're feeling overwhelmed, Headspace has three minute SOS meditations for you. If you need help falling asleep, they have wind down sessions that their members love, including Amanda. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Their approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, yes, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I have finished the three-level course on meditation and anxiety, and I am now working through a course on acceptance and resistance. And I, I sort of Struggle to come up with words that describe how effective I am finding the Headspace app because I sound really doofy when I try to articulate it, but I appreciate the experience and the tools that I have learned so much. They have made me much more chill. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Sarah. That's headspace.com slash Sarah for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal available right now, so head to headspace.com slash Sarah today. Thank you and happy new year to our Patreon community. If you have supported the show with a pledge, you are making every episode accessible and you keep the show going each and every week. Thank you so much for your support. And if the podcast has made you a little happier in the past year, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm really honored to be in your eardrums. If you would like to support the show, have a look at patreon.com slash This episode is also brought to you by One Hope Wine. One Hope is a Napa Valley winery built on hope and rooted in purpose. Every bottle of their award-winning wine supports a meaningful cause, and the labels are really interesting to read, too. Their commitment to high-quality wine is as important as their commitment to the causes that they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $5 million to causes around the world. You can stock up now for up to 35% off wine from One Hope. You can get 10% off a four-pack. 20% 20% off a six pack or 35% off a 12 pack. I could always use a little extra wine and I am particularly determined to start off the new year with bubbly, all the bubbly I need and maybe treat myself to another glitter bottle. I have also loved every wine I tried from One Hope. They are really terrific. So if you're thinking more wine, more bubbly, visit onehopewine.com Sarah and use code Sarah, S-A-R-A-H for $10 off your first order. Visit onehopewine.com slash Sarah, or use code Sarah for $10 off your first order, $10 off any product, first-time customers only. That's dot ecom slash Sarah. This episode is also brought to you by Ritual, a daily multivitamin now available in essential for kids. Ritual knows how difficult it can be to get your kids the nutrition they need, which is why they made Essential for Kids to help fill gaps in the diets of ages 4 through 12 without making a single compromise to quality or taste. Not only do they have a natural citrus berry flavor, but they're convenient by design. Each gummy combines a three in one design that adds a daily multi vegan omega-3 DHA and a good source of fiber per serving. I like ritual because of the convenience and I like the literal transparency. The capsules of the adult vitamins are see-through. I think that's really kind of cool. I also like knowing the source of every nutrient that's in the vitamins we take. When it comes to what goes into our kids' bodies, They've got being picky down to a science. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Sarah to start Ritual or add special for kids today. That's ritual.com slash Sarah. I love doing the end of year episodes. They are always among our most popular in the year. And I hope you enjoy this one with Kiki, Amanda, and me. On with the podcast. I don't know if Laura will join us I hope that she can but the internet in uh where she is in South Africa is super crap right now and it might not be able to handle zoom which I understand I mean sometimes I can't handle zoom
0: Laura will miss you if you don't make it yeah you,
3: we, we, we it. miss you Laura all right so Kiki Amanda mm-hmm. thank you for doing this you're welcome I'm it's so nice to see everybody too like hello have we ever met <laughs> like face to face I don't I've think met, so I've met Kiki
4: Yeah, we sort of live in the same area. So I I have um met Amanda. We go to book clubs together sometime, but I don't think I've ever met you face to face, Sarah. So hello. Hello.
3: (laughs) Hello. The voice comes out of this head.
4: (laughs) This is also nice because um I was like, wow, I zooming with people I don't work with. This is so nice. Wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A social zoom. Yeah.
3: I don't have to worry about what my hair or my, you know, for my sternum up looks like. I can just wear whatever the hell I want.
4: Yeah. Although to be honest, I've gotten to the point of working from home because I've been working from home since the beginning of March at this point. So I've gotten to the point where like, I've taken meetings with my supervisor in my bathrobe while I'm sitting in my bed. And I've been like, this is what's (laughs) happening. This is what's going on right now. Yeah. For you to know that this is where we are.
0: No, My roommate, who has been working home since March as well, God bless her, still puts jeans on every day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Why? Why do you, why do you put, why do
3: you do that?
4: Couldn't be me. Mm
3: -mm. No. Mm -mm. One of my favorite pictures from this year is uh, when Adam, my husband, had to do a work conference Um, and he works for the federal government. So it was like a federal government virtual conference. (laughs) It was summer. So he's wearing a shirt and a tie and a jacket, shorts and slippers. (laughs) It was so great. I was like, this should be everyone's uniform, just business, just from here. Yeah. All right, I am first. So curious, what book or piece of media got you through twenty twenty? Kiki, you, you want to go, go first? first? Sure. Um, <laughs> We're gonna put you on the spot.
4: <laughs> I have notes. I'm prepared. Um,
3: <gasps> notes. Oh my god, this is like a work Zoom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, so I, I think I'm, you know, you guys sort of know this. I had a really hard reading here. I had a uh, just bad hasn't been this bad in a really long time um I would pick things up read them for 10 minutes and then never go back to them like I just or I would be reading four things at a time and like couldn't I couldn't finish things um and eventually I found that I I what was was working was audiobooks so this was like a big audiobook year for me specifically one audiobook (laughs) um which is um, it's actually not a romance it's Samantha Irby's We Are Never Meeting in Real Life which is um, it's her second collection of essays it came out a couple of years ago um, and i listened to it between may and september i listened to it three times all the way
3: <laughs> okay that's awesome
4: yes which is a lot of a lot of times for an audiobook in such a short period of time um, but it, so it's narrated by the author and it I was trying to think of like why it meant so much to me Um, besides the fact that like it's hilarious. She's a hilarious writer. um, And also her life just seems like it's been deeply hilarious in ways that mine never will be. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I think it, it just has this feeling of like when you see a friend, a really, really good friend after a long time of being apart and you just start like, Swapping stories, both of like things that you like haven't been around to experience with them and like old stories that like you all know what happened, but they're still really hilarious when you hear from them. And like I, like a lot of other people, didn't get to see any of my close friends this year. Mm -hmm. And so I think like that feeling of like just like having some like being with someone that you kind of know and like Mm -hmm. telling you stories. Kind of meant a lot to me. Um, it felt it felt like like having someone in the room with me while I was like doing my fifty puzzles every day.
3: Like, <laughs> and it was familiar. This was someone familiar whose voice was familiar, telling you stories that for you were familiar because you'd already listened to them. And voice is very intimate. It makes total sense.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was because the other the other thing that she's able to do just like fantastically, I think, better than anyone else that I've like read a memoir or a series of essays by is that she's able to like switch from like, like very comical, very embarrassing moments to like really emotional things in a way that is like holds them both very gently. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she could, like one chapter will be about her shitting her pants on the side of the road in the middle of a snowstorm. And then as the- you do happens, you know? And then the next one is about the getting the call, um, like on her 18th birthday that her dad has died. And and it it doesn't neither of those things, you know, you would think that maybe that would make one of those stories feel vulgar or feel like it wasn't like handled well, but it's it's handled so beautifully.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and I think that's a really special thing. And I think that like in a year that for me, that was like trying to hold like a lot of, a lot of sorrow and a lot of anxiety and also like a lot of joy. I did have, you know, moments of a ton of joy this year. It felt like it like encapsulated both of those things really well.
3: Oh, that's really lovely. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion of an audiobook that I am currently enjoying? Yes, please. Okay. So Tara reviewed shit actually by Wendy, Wendy, Lindy West. And the audiobook, also read by the author, is hilarious, and it does the same things that you're talking about. I mean, it's basically movie recaps where she recaps a specific 80s or 90s movie, like Back to the Future, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, um, Garden State. You would love her essay on Garden State, Amanda. It is it is incredible. <laughs> but she's not only is she reading it, but she's also locating these things in a context of. A, writing it during the pandemic and finishing it during the pandemic, and B, locating these movies when they were released then and how they hold up now. And so she'll go between the idea that, you know, some movies are just silly, silly fun and they hold up. And then sometimes you learn that the director is a sexual predator and it really changes the way you think about that that story. Or you know, you look at something that everyone else says is good, and you think, yes, but we're also holding up the story of a white guy having white guy fantasies, and oh, isn't it horrible to be a white guy who has a feeling? That's Zach, so being- Zach Braff in Garden State, right yes. there. And she points out, and I can't unsee it. <laughs> Zach Braff's mouth is a perfect circle. Oh boy, now I have to look at photos.
0: He's like a lamprey. Do I want the search, like, in my Google history of
3: Zach Braff mouth? Like, do I want that? (laughs) No, but you can look at Tom Cruise's disturbing teeth because he has one tooth dead center.
0: Oh, my God. Also, I think Tara (laughs) shared some, like, screenshots of when she was reading it. And, like, one of them is, like, Lind- Lindy West is like, there's only
3: one good movie, and that's The Fugitive. That is the <laughs> entire premise. In fact, the book is judged on how many DVDs of The Fugitive? Oh my. Like, eight out of ten DVDs of The Fugitive. Oh, and her whole essay on plot holes in Harry Potter. Oh, God. Like, okay. yeah, sure, there's a Black character, but tell me anything else you know about Dean Thomas. I think I might have that. It's so good as an audiobook. So, one of the things that I started doing this year to help me, because I've always worked from home. I've worked from home, well, not always, but I've worked from home for 10 years. And now everyone is home with me. Um, and if I want to be by myself, the best place to be by myself is my office. But then, then, I fall into the trap of I'm working all the time, which not healthy for my brain. I don't want to live at my workplace, even though where I live includes my workplace. so also I, downloading now, Sarah. Good, good, good. You make good choices. I'm very okay. proud. so um when i'm when I'm sewing or when I'm quilting, I listen to audiobooks. And there were points where I had to put the rotary cutter down and wipe my eyes. I was laughing so hard while listening to this. It is brilliant and it does that same thing that you were talking about, which i I just love when people are both funny and deeply poignant and nuanced at the same time.
4: Oh yes I'm very I'm I, that will be put on my list because I listened to um, Lindy West's first book on audiobook also this year, which was phenomenal just like out of this world. So that is, yeah. that is on the list.
3: Awesome. I'm trying to find a picture of Tom Cruise's teeth for you. And I've decided that this is just going to cause my computer to be very confused and I have to stop. But if you Google That's Tom Cruise's Tom Cruise teeth, it's <laughs> is going to be such a weird episode. I love it. Huh. All right, Amanda, what got you through 2020 media wise? Uh, I'm going to was it, was it, was it the video game where your boobs glitch out of your oh shirt? Oh my
0: God. Just, Tits out all the time. Uh, I'm trying to it's, do business. It's really amazing. We can, we can put like a photo in the notes. Yes, like it's, I bought Cyberpunk, a game that I was looking very much forward to. And since I created my character, my boobs glitch out of my clothes. <laughs> so it's just like nips out of my jacket. <laughs> it's
3: really um, incredible.
0: She sent me a picture and so I, I was. <laughs> I dying. And Clothing, like normal clothing, is what you wear as your armor. So, obviously, you want the best armor. And when I played, my character's wearing a fedora a jacket with her boobs glitching out of it. And then basketball shorts. And that is what is the most armor. But I don't know if you can see this.
4: Oh, boy. Oh, Just my goodness.
0: <laughs> glitching right out of my jacket. Just... <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
4: out for video games
3: you know yep i was like oh boy Um, i feel like that really sums up 2020 though a fedora a jacket tits out and basketball shorts i mean that person's more put together than i am and it's like
0: it's like how am i how am i supposed to conduct business (laughs) looking like this (sighs) casual friday in (laughs) night city we just cut holes out of All of my
3: clothes. I need to get a tissue and wipe my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Just the mental image.
4: Oh, 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 good. I feel
3: so bad for the
0: team who made it. But, oh. And then, like, whenever I look in the mirror in the game, all of my hair disappears. (laughs) So...
3: You know all the things where the heroines in a book will look in the mirror and describe themselves so, so that the reader understands? I, now I'm just picturing, I looked in the mirror and my hair was gone. I suppose that's just how I was meant to be. And it was gone. <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> but yet when I walk away, it's there. I can feel it. But when I look, it's not there. I think this might be a metaphor of some One kind.
0: of my friends refunded the game because uh, they were offering refunds. And he's like, listen, I spent like 20 minutes on finally tuning my mustache for my character. And every time I look in the mirror, it's gone. <laughs> I was like, how do you feel now that you've returned it, Christian? He's like, Amanda, I feel free.
3: I, feel free. <laughs> I was like, So great. cyberpunk is not getting you through the end of 2020.
0: I mean, not in the way I had hoped. <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> Just boobs out, wielding a katana. I, I... <laughs> I am, Florida, I am Florida woman in cyberpunk 2077. Like <laughs> Florida woman boobs out fedora basketball shorts wielding a sword. <laughs> That's what it's like. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to cheat uh, because Kiki only had one and Laura's not here. So I have three. Um, so I'm just cheating Uh, like Kiki as well I did not do a lot of reading Uh, this was a very difficult year I lost my dad over the summer uh, had a bit of a mental breakdown two weeks ago Uh, so it's not been pleasant for me Um, and I haven't been doing a lot of reading but I recently started making snacking cakes from
3: this Such cookbook. A good decision,
0: <laughs> it was a staff pick at the bookstore, and snacking cakes are like single layer cakes. There's not much fuss to them. And I made a buttered walnut cake with maple coffee icing. And
3: I'm gonna I, have to tag this episode so yeah. explicit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of my bookstore, like family has been super helpful. So I cut up little pieces of this bunt cake and wrapped them up and put little stickers on them and like gave them out to my coworkers. Mm. And, like that felt so nice to like bake something and give it to people and I have plans to make an apple spice cake with brown sugar whipped cream for Christmas. Mm. But the all the recipes are super easy and adaptable like in the, the book it's like listen, don't have a bundt pan, that's fine. Here are cooking times if you have a loaf pan, if you have a brownie pan, if you have like, like it's cool, don't worry about it. Like don't have walnuts, just shove some pecans in there. It's fine, like don't worry about it. Like it's pretty casual and I know like baking can get a little overwhelming sometimes.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. So I loved how adaptable and casual and just like approachable all of these recipes are Mm -hmm. and the last section is essentially how to make the perfect vanilla cake and then the author just gives you a bunch of different toppings like you want a strawberry glaze that's in there you want like a fancy whipped cream it's in there like so you can kind of customize it it's so good i'm so excited um, and I don't feel overwhelmed that I have to buy these really niche ingredients that I'm going to use once for a recipe. and then
3: Oh, for sure. Whatever.
0: Um, but that's the only book recommendation. The other two are, one is a TV show, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. It, you know, shout out to my friend Kay on Twitter, who convinced me to watch this. It is so wholesome, but raunchy, but funny and sweet. And I just Loved it to pieces. It's about a college football coach from, I think, a university in Kentucky um, who gets picked to run a, to manage and coach a football club in England, knowing nothing about soccer slash football. It is so good. Everyone is like, it takes like common toxic tropes, like you have uh, the older woman in charge being jealous of like a, A younger woman but like they turn out to be really good friends and support each other and it's super sweet and one of the first I think in the first episode there is a I think Nigerian player Sam uh who is so precious and he's homesick and so Ted Lasso the coach decides to get the team together to get him a cake and presents and stuff that reminds him of home and ted goes to give sam these little green army men cuz that's what ted's son gave him to like remind him of home and protect him and stuff and sam was like appreciate this coach uh but me and like american military don't <laughs> and yeah ted's like yep imperialism got it i will take that back thank you and sam's like no problem <laughs> like it's so like on the nose about these things and I'm sorry it's only like an Apple TV exclusive, but it's like seriously, sign up for the free trial, watch all of the episodes. They're like a half an hour long, there's 10 episodes, like five hours of your time. So worth it. Um, and the last one is the Birds of Prey movie. Uh, that was the last movie I saw in theaters. That was this year? Yeah, that was March. I think it was <sighs> March. Let me double check. Maybe I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Um, but no, I, saw, I
3: think you're right. I just don't. I mean, th- th- time is now a piece of taffy.
0: February it came out in
3: February. Wow, um, was this year. Yeah,
0: I saw it in theaters with Eric, and then I went by myself and saw it and bought like all of the candy and oh. like chicken tenders and a uh, slushy and just sat there with myself. Um, and it's on HBO Max, which I bought because I want to watch Wonder Woman when it comes out. And so I like this. And since I've gotten HBO Max, I think I've watched it like two more times, just like alone in my bed nest with blankets and I think I reviewed it, but it's just it's got ladies just kicking ass and it's so fun and colorful and bright and it brought me a lot of a lot of good feelings, of which I did not have many this year. So those are my
3: three. All very wholesome.
0: Does that surprise you? I mean we just no. got fun talking about like tits out in video games. Very wholesome. <laughs>
3: very wholesome basketball shorts. Yeah. Um I have a question Kiki. What color is on your nails cuz they look fabulous. Oh, thank you. Um
4: it's like I don't I don't have the the actual bottle here with me but it's like this this very nice like dark like blood red.
3: Situation. Yes, I noticed and they're gorgeous. <laughs>
4: that I'm very pleased with um I have got I'm used to be very good at like having my nails painted and all of that stuff. And then I just have been living in my bedroom for the (laughs) past year essentially and nothing mattered anymore. Um, but I'm trying, um, I'm trying to get back into it.
3: Ooh, yours are good too. So mine is a Chrome polish that will like, as I, as my, as I, as I move through different lights, it's either dark red, black, light green or silver it has sort of sort of like you ever see like uh motor oil in a puddle kind of yeah. looks like that it's the first type of this polish that i've gotten from ilnp and i love it
0: i'm sad to see the hanukkah nails are gone yeah,
3: they were chipping all of the all of the candle flames chipped off i did i did eight candles on my fingers for hanukkah they little little tiny it little came teeny out bad. good thank you they were the, it came so out well. my right hand where well, my left hand was great yeah great i'm right handed my my right hand was a uh, impressionist version of candles they were just sort of like Bleh.
0: what do you see a candle or two women kissing what is I, it?
3: <laughs> I see basketball shorts that's what I see uh
4: okay since Amanda gave a couple I actually go have, ahead I because I, I was like you know I want to try and, and rain it in oh. um
3: and why 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 would, you, why would you do that it's 2020 we have no rains
4: no rains Brains have been given up. Um, so I think this is particularly relevant because Sarah, I know that you are like myself right now, changeling
3: through. Oh, <laughs> oh, let let's let, let's talk because I'm in I the like middle of tangle of, of need. I I, uh, <laughs> I I changelinging. Yes, we are changelinging, and I am in the middle of tangle of need. I'm about to move back into Heart of Obsidian, which I've already reread this month. So yeah, tell me all about it.
4: So I read Melini sing for the first time this year <gasps> and, yay <gasps>, gasps cry out from the audience like, <laughs> I but i i've you know i i mean they're very on top of things or like i get to things like 20 years after.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey you know my philosophy if you haven't read it it's a new book a new book
4: yeah yep. and so and um I think very early in the year, *Slave to Sensation* was on like a daily deal or something, and I was like, I just got it, and then it just sat there for a couple months. And I had tried to pick it up a couple times, and just like, what? What is happening? I'm so confused. confused (laughs) Like the first two chapters. Oh yeah. Too much. There was too much for me. And then randomly, on one of the times that I picked it up, I just tore through it, and I feel like it changed my whole life <laughs>
0: <Aww>. <laughs> it's weird how like sometimes you really do have to get the timing right for a book and then when you're done you're like why did I wait so long
4: And that was exactly it was just like the right moment yep. and it just I I just like I couldn't stop reading it <laughs> like, it was just, <laughs> it was, And it, it, you know, and you know, it's, it's, it's pretty old at this, relatively old at at this point. And so there's something, it's like very much like an early 2000s paranormal.
3: Oh, oh, oh yeah.
4: Certain stuff, um, Mm -hmm. haven't, hasn't aged phenomenally. Um, but it just, it, I don't know what it was about. I think I, I can sort of pull out certain things. Like it's like kind of about isolation and like,
3: and empathy, um,
4: in a, in in a way that I think, like, was, is really poignant, specifically for this year, um, and it's like about like, you know, restraint on like you know female desire and like, you know, holding yourself so close that you don't fall apart in a way that I think is like, you know, I think also something that like I was experiencing a lot this year, and it just was just something about it. I'm actually rereading it right now. <laughs> um, that just. I feel like really turned. Like turned something back on for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that, like It was a book that like really pulled me out of a slump. And like got me to be able to like. Got me excited about reading things again. In a way that like. So I started really reading romance. Um, when I was like dealing with like a really bad depression. And like, I just needed to read something where I was like, I need to know that this is okay. At the end, I need to know that everyone's happy at the end and everything is good. And I need to like be somewhere where like, if everything else in my life is a mess and is falling apart, at least Mm -hmm. I know that these two people are happy at the end.
3: (laughs) Yes. And you get that, that, that empathetic dopamine hit from reading about people being happy.
4: Yes, and I think what happened for me this year is that, like, Slave to Sensation, like, did that again for me, where, like, it was the book that was, like, I was, like, oh, this still, it still works, because I'd been feeling a little, like, a, like, slightly broken. Oh, yeah. In in the, like, you know, reading romance is my thing. It's the thing that has always worked for me. And when and, you
0: can't do it, you're, like, what's wrong with me?
4: Yeah. Um. And so it felt really good to, like, plug into
1: something that was like, oh. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass."
4: Get a head start on summer with Peloton at
3: onepeloton.com. So I get yeah, it.
4: My, that's my other one for this year though, that I think really got me through it. So
3: have you have you started any of the other books in the series? Um yes.
4: I am I'm so I'm both reading on my Kindle, Sleep to Sensation, and listening to uh, Crest by Ice. Um, it
0: did not enjoy Caressed by Ice. And not- I know some like that's some people's favorites, mm-hmm. Uh but it did not. It did not do it for me. I think it it does harken back to like early two thousands paranormal, but that's what I that's what I grew up reading as an early romance reader. Um But yeah, it just didn't do it for me. So if you're struggling with it, don't feel like you're like what What am I not getting here? I didn't like it. That's
3: my it. Uh, my husband and my son consider me as having committed war crimes by skipping the books in the series that I didn't feel like reading. <laughs> I'm like I don't feel like well reading. I don't care. I'm gonna skip. Uh, I'm just gonna re- i to I want to read this one. I'm not gonna make myself slog through two books that I'm not. No, I think interested I think in. they're
0: right. I think that's in the Geneva Convention kind of rules somewhere.
3: Right. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be sent to the, the Hague. Hank. Yeah. I'm in deep shit. Um, once the quarantine is over, the reading police will be coming to my house, oh, yeah. better have a warrant. And uh, yeah, I'm in trouble because I'm like, I don't feel like reading this. I'm going to skip it. I mean, uh, what's going to happen? The PSI are going to do this thing. And the changing is going to do that thing. And then there might be an alliance with this other group where we have two capital letters in the name. Can't only have one capital letter. Got to have two capital letters in all the changing <laughs> names. It's the rule. And, uh, you know, there's always a neglected nipple. Always. It's well, obvious. not
0: in cyberpunk. I'll no, tell you. oh,
3: your nipples are not neglected. <laughs> they are, they are very present. They've been practicing meditation. They are extremely Too present. They are very present. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So I was going to say the 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 thing that's getting me through right now, as I said in the prior podcast, the thing that got me through twenty twenty was Catfile, Murderbot. Listening to Murderbot, re-listening to Murderbot. And by the way, the Sight Changeling audiobooks are really, really good. Um, The thing that's getting me through right now is rereading the Sight Changeling series. I don't know what it is either. And I have been working on trying to figure it out in writing like you. Why did this grab me? Why is this the thing that's working? It's fine that it's working. I'm not mad. But I'm just like, why is this the thing that's doing it for my brain right now? I don't understand. I usually don't like possessive alpha heroes. They read to me as insecure. I don't give a shit about, you know, I must own you. No. Ew. Gross. Uh-uh. But is this working for me? Oh, oh yeah. It's working. I like, oh, next one. And and the other thing I did this year that was a great kindness to, to President Sarah is that past Sarah went out and signed up digitally for different county libraries that I have access to. So now I have borrowing privileges at multiple libraries. So if I'm the whole Malini series is at one library, I can just go one after the other and return them. And I'm so quick. Like I'm going through these books real fast. (laughs) I got the five book omnibus and I was like, all right, day three, let's up next book, next book. Okay. Yeah. mm -hmm." They're all in the library. I can get them one after the other. It's fabulous. So that's I, like you, it's, I don't know why it's working, but it's working. So I'm good. It's like, don't question it. Just no. like, don't, don't look too closely. Just let it go. Just don't look too close. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look directly at the book. Just read it. Just read it. Oh yeah. All right. So Lara brought a question. She sent it to me earlier today. Because so I asked you each to bring a question for the rest of us. Laura wanted to know, What small surprising thing made 2020 just a little bit easier? For her, it was TikTok. She said she has been following sex workers, and I'm pulling up the message right now. She says she has been following disabled activists, chronically ill people, sex workers, as they share the ordinary parts of their days. And she says it feels like talking to a friend. And I was like, oh, I've never, I don't have TikTok don't use it. So I'm like, oh, that's that's cool.
0: I feel like I'm 31. So I feel like the minute I sign up for TikTok, it's going to be like, no. <laughs> Get Real- out. <laughs> <laughs> like, My- you're right. I shouldn't be on this app. You're completely right. What was I thinking?
4: My thing about TikTok is I I really over, I like when other people like post TikToks to other mediums, so I don't have to get the app because I just, I don't understand it (laughs) it on Twitter or something. I, I feel like it's like, it's, I, I turned 25 this year and I feel like it's the first like big app thing where I'm like, I don't. I don't get it. I think it was the like <laughs> final step into like real adulthood.
0: It's a new feeling for you. <laughs> get, get, get used like, to it. I
4: don't understand what this big app thing is. I don't get it. Why is it fun? Like, there are some where I'm like, why? Okay, this is just a, a girl dancing in a big fancy house. <laughs> is it interesting? <laughs> like, there are some, I think, like Laura's saying, that like are actually like, you know, doing really important, like, you know, teaching and things like that. Um, but then there's this whole other part of TikTok that I'm like, I don't, I don't understand the appeal. <laughs> so it was a, it was a, a real defining, uh, I think grown up moment for me where I was, like, I don't know about
3: this. <laughs> um, my kid, my kids are 13 and, and 15 and they're like, yeah, tech, TikTok is dead. I was like, well, thanks for letting me know. Tell me <laughs> what the next thing is. Cause I didn't even bother to sign up for that one.
0: Yeah. I'm I, trying to think like what small thing.
4: Yeah. I think my thing is I, um, uh, started doing puzzles. Um, I was, you know, part of that big, the puzzle way yeah. <laughs> sort of beginning of, of the quarantine times. Um, and I think that they actually sort of were doing for me sort of the same thing that romance was doing for me when I first started it, where I was like, I can't do anything else. Like everything else is a mess, but I can sit down and put together this Fucking puzzle!
3: <laughs> I will create order out of this disorder right here that I paid for. Is mm-hmm. my disorder? I'm going to put it back into place. Oh yeah, I see a a it.
0: Puzzle, a puzzle aesthetic, Kiki. Do you or like? Are there some that you're looking? I need to have every.
4: I like um like like houses or like scenes or like things like that. I have one. I actually I actually brought it from my apartment in Cambridge. <laughs> house so that I could do it in the two weeks that I'm here um that's like a sound of music and it has like the house and then like the like the river it's beautiful and it's like very calming when it's all put together and so I like sort of like houses and landscapes and and things like that
0: one of my friends dropped over some dropped off some puzzles for me and there's this one of like it's like lines of color and like an abstract pattern like I started doing it like this is too hard. I'm not getting <laughs> I'm not getting like the small little sense of victory when I put a piece in place because it's always wrong. I was like <laughs> I don't but, but like that was her favorite one. I was like, Gail, this is too hard of a puzzle for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, I appreciate you have, of,
4: you have to get the right like difficulty level where like it's not because otherwise it's like a cri- it's like a crisis thing. Where yeah, you're like, I can't do this either. I can't even put. This <laughs> all
0: together. I'm defeated by a puzzle.
4: <laughs> the yeah,
3: pressure but is real.
4: Puzzles. I would what I because what I would do is I would have the puzzle going on one part of my desk, and I'd have my laptop, and I would just be watching some like 20 minute sick like go- I would watch Golden Girls. <laughs> I watched a lot yeah. Here, of- and I would just be doing that, or I'd be listening to Samantha Irby's dulcet tones. Um, and putting together my puzzle. And then at the end of the weekend, I would like have this puzzle and I would be like, ah, everything is fine. (laughs) So I think that's, I think that would be my, uh, my one small thing. And the other thing is my antidepressant. That was also, those are small and they helped. So
0: (laughs) amen to that. Shout out to antidepressants.
3: If you cannot make your own neurotransmitters, store-bought is fine.
0: I, yeah, I, I went. I think I went on a new one in February and already we've up to the dosage. So we're we're on our way.
4: Yeah, I am um, I actually I was I this is very very new to me. Um this is Kiana's depression hour. Uh I've been <laughs> like depression and anxiety for like bare, like 10 years of my life at this point and I've always just sort of been like, "Ah, you know, getting through it best I can." And um in the last like 2 years I've had medical professionals to be like, are you, are you getting through it? You don't have to live like this. And I was like, yes, I do. And then I, in uh, this fall was finally like, finally was like, yeah, let's just me- medicate me up.
3: And I was like, oh my God, I don't have to live like this. I Welcome. know. Welcome <laughs> to the family. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got put on an anti-anxiety medicine this summer because I was, i not, I was not able to sleep. I would wake up in the middle of the night panicking and, I explained to my doctor, um, you know, if I'm at seventy five percent capacity, I can handle my shit. Yeah, but I need more than seventy five percent to handle all of the shit that's going on, plus the fact that my kids are home and not able to see their friends, and you know, they're teenagers. This is super crap, and you know, everyone is home all the time. We get on each other's nerves because we're human, but we can't go anywhere because there's a pandemic. And you know, I'm like, I'm at like 60% capacity. And the more sleep I lose, the worse I am. And so I got put on an anti-anxiety medicine that helps me sleep. Oh, Oh, sleep and anti-anxiety meds are the good shit.
4: So my other thing is that I have um, polycystic ovarian syndrome and premenstrual dysphoric disorder, ooh, which... (laughs) (laughs) means that I am no fun sometimes (laughs) and that my body's just oh it's trying so hard but it's just not doing so great um and so I, I you know have a lot of different things that we sort of need to to treat um and I had basically the same conversation with my doctor where I was like when I I have a certain threshold where I can do I can do my meditation and I can do my mindfulness and do my yoga and remind myself that like I have to eat nutritious. Like I need to eat regularly.
3: Yes. All those things that are 5% effective that combine to be a good 40% combined. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know exactly what you mean.
4: But I was like, but I'm below that threshold. And so I can't, I can't do those. Like, I just need to, I need to get to that threshold where like I can then take over and be like, let's do all the small things. But when I'm like, taking a day off of work because i just need to lay in my bed for a day. Like, you know, we need to, so I had that, that same conversation where I was like, I just, I need us to get, we need to get to a better normal threshold. Mm-hmm.
0: I was thinking about this and I need, I need to get a visual aid because if I describe this, I mean, it's crazy enough as it is. Uh, one second. I wasn't prepared for this question, but I know where it is. Okay, I have gone down the YouTube rabbit hole of like children's toys and like unboxing things. Uh,
3: so I just I, want you to know I added to the calendar for January. Tell <laughs> us about your current YouTube obsession because mine okay. is pretty niche and weird too. So I want to hear about like everybody.
0: Middle-aged women who collect dolls. Now that's where I'm at. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so. There are these, you know what like blind box or blind bag toys are, right? Where it's like a mystery. So there, there's this company called Poopsie. Um, and this is one of them called Poopsie Sparkly Critters. Okay. And everything. It or poop? Okay. Yeah. Spit, spit or poop. Yes. Yes. Correct. You did read that right. Um, everything has a poop theme. Um. So the this was this is my creepy little banana baby.
3: <laughs> the holy fuck is that.
0: Um, and it comes in here.
3: Now we know why bananas and unicorns don't mate. But what you do with these little things
0: is you put water in their head. Oh my god, no. You shake it up, and it will either spit or shit out slime. Uh, and they come with like little poop themed injectors like this is a kombucha but it's called health poop kakabucha they're all poop punned but i have been like obsessed with these things so there's like a little star baby that i have there's like a little dragon this is my little weird this is the creepiest of them all I think is the little banana baby uh that shits out slime so
3: I don't know what to say. They just bring
0: me so much joy. I well, can't I explain mean, it. How how could they not? They poop slime. They're like adorable. They have little lashes. Like I made my friend Emma watch as I unboxed them. Look at those dang eyelashes.
4: Eyelashes are incredible.
0: Yeah. And they have like little mini ones where they come in a sparkly poop container that you squeeze. Until its ass blows out. And you get slime and a little creature that comes out of the poop.
4: I need one of these
3: immediately. (laughs) I need you guys to be listening when I try to explain this to my husband. That I learned about something. And so it's a figurine and it's a poopsie slime. (laughs) Yes.
0: So the the canned ones are poopsie, sparkly critters. And the ones that are in... (laughs) The ones that are in the uh, glitter poop containers um, are called, what are they called?
3: Poopsie Slime Surprise? Is that what it is? Make Crunchy Donut Slime with Poopsie Slime Smash?
0: No, they're called Cutie Tooties.
3: Oh my god.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about the the product development meeting that went into this? Also, (laughs) they have like a character sheet. Oh, of course they do. Sorry. (laughs) Um,
3: When I was young, we had Cabbage Patch Kids. (laughs) This is a whole other thing.
0: With like uh, poop themed categories, like duties of the forest, (laughs) which include like you could get a little, a little fox or a little bear.
3: There's there's
0: turds of paradise. Which are, like, jungle animals.
3: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, you know, just normal stuff that a 31-year-old <laughs> woman would have.
4: This is incredible.
3: <laughs> this is absolutely amazing.
4: <laughs> also, for oh. so, Amanda, when he showed it, I was like, oh, I'm going to give my boyfriend one of those for our anniversary. I don't know why. It was just the first thought that popped in my head. Like, when he he's going to love it. The perfect gift for something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For the man who has everything. Pop slime. So, so it just, yeah, like little, I also started getting into like the Toki Doki, like little unicorn figurines too, but like little bizarre blind bag mystery toys have brought me so much excitement. Like the weirder, the better. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I like didn't want to tell anyone about them. Um <laughs> And Emma keeps referring to them as my shame toys. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe don't call them that, please.
4: <laughs> Very different connotation. <laughs> yeah. So
3: I don't know if you, if you knew that. I didn't know this until um, uh, at one of Adam's friends from high school bought himself a Tesla.
4: Oh, but in the boy. Tesla
3: vehicle, you can make it fart. And it will make the fart noise come out of the different speakers of the quadrants of the car to make it sound like whoever's sitting in that seat, just cut one. And I was like, so, you know, Adam visits his friend and they're driving around in his Tesla. And they're like, you know, kids with a new video game. They're all playing with all the features. and Of course, they're going to talk about the fart machine. And I'm like, can you just back up a second here? <laughs> This means that there was probably a meeting, more likely more than one meeting, where a bunch of engineers sat in a room and talked about how to build the fart noises. Like, how do we quadrant the noise so that it, it explodes from the right area so that you think your your friend... Your I wonder, friend will think they I wonder if
0: they used... Did they use the term fart or did they come up with some, like, weird clinical, like science name for it so they didn't feel bad
3: okay. so the tesla toots I I, I I would like to think that the meeting for the tesla toots and the meeting to create these toys were held in the same place <laughs> possibly with the same people
4: like there's just some sort of governing body
3: that yes of is- poop <laughs>
0: You have to like check in with it. Or like, what if it's just like a marketing firm that just specializes in- Yes,
3: but you don't get to know their name. I'm sure it's absolutely hysterical.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. BM Marketing. (laughs) So it sounds, it sounds professional.
3: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I know. (laughs) i'm embarrassed
0: i spent money on it like real human dollars on these weird little dolls but they're just so weird
3: it it makes you happy then who cares that's what money is for
4: okay yeah i suppose
3: i mean that is literally what it is for
4: no shame toys here
3: no shame no shame (laughs) toys even if they do poop slime (laughs) it's fine
0: oh
3: boy all right Amanda, what is your question? question? I feel like
0: my question might be tangentially related to Laura's in that, um, like, what quarantine hobby have you picked up? In terms of, like, crafting or have you, like, tried anything new because you just have so much time on your hands?
3: I Started giving myself really careful, good manicures and taking care of my nails. Which the Monday is, manicure Mondays? Manicure Monday, although sometimes the day slides. Like Hanukkah ended on Thursday, so I did my nails yesterday or Friday. Today's Sunday, I did my nails on Friday. Um, I've ordered really nice supplies for myself. I have a I have a little special brush that I use to like clear the polish off of my cuticles. Ooh. It like it looks really really good, even with my left hand doing the work. Um, <laughs> And I i don't know if you know this, Amanda, but I have taught myself how to
0: quilt. Yes. I've gotten so many compliments on.
3: I made Amanda a quilt for her. You for might her be able ha- to see it. It's
0: like covered in like stuff, but it's on my Instagram too. But
3: Aww. yeah, I, so I have rules for this hobby. I, Adam got me a sewing machine for Hanukkah 2019. So I've had the sewing machine for a year. I have made a fuckload of masks. Um, I have made uh shopping bags like reusable shopping bags, I've fixed things, I've hemmed pants, and then when the quarantine hit I was like I want to make cozy fuzzy things. I want think I want to learn how to quilt. But the rule is it's only for me, like I don't put it on social media. It's not because for me social media is my job and I need a thing to do that isn't work. So I I put on audiobooks and I put on like YouTube that I can just listen to. And I just sit there and I sew lots of fucking straight lines. And it's really great. Higi, what about you? Puzzles? Puzzles. Puzzles.
4: Um, I also have, I haven't done it in a little bit, but I, I've always really wanted to paint. I've always really wanted to be a painter. I have these very grand um, fantasies of myself as a retiree, as if I'll <laughs> ever be able to retire. <laughs> I'll never be able to afford to retire, but I have these fantasies that I can and that I am like a a woman who has all these canvases in her house and paints and deep, deep dreams. Um, But I've started small (laughs) Um, and have like sort of started just like painting. Yes.
3: That's awesome.
4: Um, Yeah. Which has been, has, has been very nice. And I remember actually like the first, um, so it was actually my, my, you know, boyfriend brought me, bought me these paintbrushes and this paint and it was very sweet. And, um, we've had a couple like painting dates where we like went to a public library near his apartment and just like were like painting the scenery it's very cute um and but the first sort of prior to that um like the first thing I sort of did, I was really excited to like have all this new paint and I just sort of like sat at my desk and was like painting something very and i was it was bad like it was it's not good to be clear, I'm not a talented painter. <laughs> But it it actually felt really good. Oh yeah, doing something and being like, "Oh, I am not good at this."
3: Oh yeah.
4: Oh yeah. Like it was so. It was this really nice, like freeing thing, where I was like, "I am not good at this," but doing it still feels really good. Yep. And like it, it was like this, like very, like sort of revolutionary thing for me to be like, "I am happy doing this thing that like." is not competitive and like I'm not trying to make a career out of it um but I'm, I'm just sort of like freely doing it so like that I, I've taken up painting a little bit um I also have retaken up knitting um very cool early very early this year or maybe even last year I actually took I took a little crochet class um and then I did you, uh, did you
0: take it at gather here
4: Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I actually think because I heard you talk about it on They're the
0: podcast. So great. I took in like a knitting refresher course because I knew yeah. how to knit, but I haven't I hadn't knit in a while. So I took their beginner knitting class. Yeah. I want to get into one of their embroidery classes so badly, but they fill up so quickly. Yes. But they are fantastic. I'm so glad.
4: Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that I actually heard you talk about it and I remember like writing it as a note in my phone. <laughs> um but yeah, so I, I took a crochet class um, and it sort of put it down, but I've always, I want to be a person who knits and crochets, um, but I am not good at crafts, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at yarn crafts, um, but I, I've sort of like picked up knitting again and I'm, I'm actually, I'm making my brother a scarf for Christmas and oh. like, so it's been very good to like try and com- like complete something like that. Um, so painting and knitting. Are, are sort of the, the hobbies that I've picked up in, in these quarantines.
3: So. <laughs>
0: um, so for me, I started doing resin art with like lots of glitter and flowers. Um, I'm not super great at it uh, because I'm impatient. And so far I haven't been able to get like, when I do like layers, they're not seamless. You can tell like where I poured another layer. So I have to like work at it. I just love like shoving a shit ton of glitter in some resin and pouring it into a shape and it just looking so pretty and dainty. And um, Eric and I went to like a, a farm that does like apple picking and stuff and they had like pick your own flowers. So I got to pick those and you know, I'm pressing them. So it was, I enjoy doing that. Um, I look like a crazy person doing it because like, You have to wear like a big ventilator mask, like one of the heavy-duty paint ones, and you have gloves, and just, I my face gets sweaty, and it's just not an attractive hobby. But I've been enjoying it a lot, Um, and I have lofty, lofty plans for like things that I want to do, Um, and also I guess like hair care. So. I have very curly hair, uh, but I have straightened it most of my life because I've always hated it. Um, But out of sheer laziness, I was like, what if I just didn't do that all the time? Um, So I started getting really invested in the curly girl method for curly hair. Um, And it's not as time-consuming as you would think. You just have to, like, double condition but this is the most that I've let my hair be like its natural curly self in a long time. I love and, that. And it's like really growing on me like having it down and curly and just not taking two hours to straighten it because um, I do have a lot of hair. And I get so many like compliments on it and I don't know. It feels a little freeing not to have to straighten my hair all the time and be like, you know what, it's fine. So I think it's just like trying to manage and put like moisture back in my hair. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot of deep diving into the curly girl or curly hair subreddit, which has been very helpful.
3: I think that's something that I've definitely thought about this during the quarantines. times. I was saying this morning to my husband that this is such a privileged position, but there are parts of the pandemic where I'm like, wow, I'm really glad the answer to everything is no, mm-hmm. because pandemic instead of no because i really don't want to yeah <laughs> like That's i don't have to excuse. i don't have to do the emotional leveraging of of energy and 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 you know the, the 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 delicate bandwidth exchange of no i don't want to do this but i don't want to tell you that it's because i don't want to i just don't want to <laughs> there's that and then there's the whole thing where i'm like i really don't give a shit what my eyebrows look like anymore I just I do, don't care i do miss an eyebrow
0: wax i will say because like it's a getting, little indulgent thing. Getting like a fresh wax makes me feel like a brand new person, you know. Yeah, I mean? totally. But like my eyebrow place is like so out of my way mm-hmm. like I'd have to take public transit yep. to get to my eyebrow place and like God, I don't want to do that. Yep. So like it's fine, but I would kill for a nice eyebrow wax where I oh, don't yeah. have to be on a bus or the subway. <laughs>
3: The more we get past my last haircut date, which was February for the record, and I got all this going on now, the more we get past the the last time I did things, I'm like, I'm fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with me exactly as I am. And your hair is fabulous, by the way. The curls Thank look you. so good.
0: I mean, you can't see. It's up in a ponytail now, but I had a pineapple for bed. Yes. The pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just a pineapple.
4: I'm, I, because I, I, I don't actually don't know if people know this but I am so I'm Nigerian American my father is Nigerian my mother is white um and so I every you've been talking about your curlier method I've been, every time someone comes fully to the curly side <laughs> yes welcome come to us
0: <laughs> one thing I haven't done yet they're like oh you need to if you wash at night um and I'm a night washer um they're like oh get it like a satin pillowcase or like a satin I was like I haven't made it that far yet. I'm, I'm a little resistant. I was like, I need a satin pillowcase. So I'm just trying to like pineapple as much as possible, as high as I can get it. Um, and then doing it that way, which has worked out so far.
4: My question I think sort of leads into, um, sort of, I think a bit what we've just been talking about, which is, um, sort of what's something that you've sort of, very happily let go of this oh
3: good oh god such a good question
4: so for me it it actually has been sort of like a constant consumption and like needing to keep up with things i think i read two new releases this year guys (laughs) like i like just like had this this like come to jesus moment where i was like the books are still going to be there everything every it will still be there when i'm In a better place to receive it. Like I, I don't need to constantly.
3: They don't expire.
4: I don't need to, I can They. I will come upon things when I come upon them. Like, so that for, for me and I think has, has sort of been, um, it, that's been really nice for me to, cause I feel like sometimes, especially with romance, because there's so much coming out all the time, they're sort of like a sort of, um, Constantly need to like always be with the things that are coming out. Um, and I, it's been very freeing for me to sort of let go of that this year.
0: So this is a, this is a tough one. Um, I want to say, and this might sound like harsh, uh, but like other people's problems. Oh uh, no, that's
3: not harsh. Not harsh.
0: <laughs> I have muted a lot of things. I have stopped following a lot of things. I have stopped following a lot of people um because like we're all going through our own shit and I really don't have any sort of space left to handle the like emotional exchange of other people's problems. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's some so- solidarity and being supportive um but at the same time, like, you know, after talking to my therapist a bunch, like, it's okay to be selfish with your time and energy and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, don't feel bad if you have to, like, mute this thing or take a break from this person or, you know, like, it'll, it'll be fine if you don't get on Twitter for two days. Nothing bad will happen. Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, 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 feel that one.
4: I I deleted Twitter off my phone for a couple months, I think, this, this year. For you. Ooh, it was incredible. It's bad yeah. because I'm weak willed <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> for a couple couple of months.
0: No, like a couple weeks ago or was it last week, uh, when I lost my shit to put it mildly. Um, I didn't get on Twitter for like four days Mm -hmm. and I didn't even feel a need to get on Twitter and it was like so nice. Um, So just kind of like being more precious with, you know, the emotional energy I expend to other people um, has been something that I'm trying to do a lot more of. um, Because like I can only (laughs) take so much and we all do our own like catastrophizing in our own heads. I don't mm-hmm. need to like bring in someone else's catastrophizing on top of that. Yep. Um, so that's one thing that like, I think it's a process in letting go, but one that I have started
3: for me, um, being able to really hone and divest myself of things that are not essential. Like I needed to preserve my energy for my house and my family and my children and my pets. And, you know, parenting is a lot of management and it's a lot of management of multiple moving pieces. And I was looking at my calendar for this time last year. I was out of the house every every evening, driving people to different places. I would give anything for my kids to be able to do that stuff again. I would be, I would be so happy if it was safe for them to go out. I personally am going to be very, very careful about what I let back into my life because when I divested myself of everything that was not urgent and absolutely important, I was better able to focus and work on the things that I needed to pay attention to. And I liked that. I liked having energy for very specific, limited things because I knew this was going to be hard. And I'm, I'm kind of grateful that all of the work I did On my mental health over the past few years has enabled me to recognize that I have a background anxiety level that is just going all the time. And I may not be presently thinking about something, but it's gonna go to the behind the scenes anxiety level and it's gonna increase the static of, of, of operational energy that's gonna deplete me. Does that make sense? Like that's just gonna happen and I and I have to be aware of it. Okay, I'm aware of it. So I need to compensate for it and acknowledge that it's there. And reduce the things that are in the front of my brain because I am gonna have to cope with all of that, which I did by waking up at three in the morning and panicking panicking about things, which I don't (laughs) recommend. It's not fun.
0: Well, I think that's one thing that a lot of people have realized this year is that
3: anxiety is real. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and it's like it's always happening. Like your brain is processing stuff all the time. Yeah, that you're not consciously dealing with. And so like, it's true yeah, it makes sense why you're tired all the time because your brain is handling a million things.
3: Yeah. It's like how grief makes you tired. You're processing an oh. enormous amount of emotion that's going to make you physically tired. Emotions have an energy cost and walking around in a state of ex- existential dread and fury. And you know, for me, low grade homicidal <laughs> tendencies. That's that's kind of draining. I'm tired at the end of the day cons- you know, trying to curb my murderous impulses. It's, it's hard. It's really hard.
0: <laughs> I just make a little nest. I've gotten into like nesting where uh, I bought the pregnancy pillow that Maya suggested and it has changed my life. Oh, I just yeah. like, position it around my body with like lots of blankets, put on whatever I want to watch, that's what I do at night is just nest
3: oh yeah oh yeah weighted blanket big big bonus weighted blanket I, I just
0: have like four blankets on my bed at any given time
3: that'll do yeah And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope you laughed as much as we did because we had a real good time recording this one. And if you are thinking, I kind of need to see pictures, yes, yes, you absolutely do. Go to the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast, episode number 438, and you will find pictures and links and links specifically to whatever the heck a poopsie sparkly critter cutie tootie is because you should join me in laughing at this. It was absolutely delightful. Thank you to Kiki and Amanda and Laura, even though storms got in the way. It was lovely to chat with you, and I hope we get together again sometime this year. Maybe even in person, how weird would that be? If you are thinking, I know this music, yes, you are right. You do know this music. It's the end of the year, and I'm not going to put these on YouTube because YouTube flags the music as copyrighted, which it is, but I have permission. This is a Deste Fiddles from Deviations Project. And if you would like more of this funky, fabulous holiday music, go to the show notes. I link to the album, and it's wonderful. And I love featuring it every year. It's so much fun. And now I will end this episode with a terrible joke because that's what I do because I'm terrible. And sometimes you send them to me because you are just as wonderful in terrible ways or terrible in wonderful ways. But either way, jokes are great. Are you ready? This one's real bad. Did you hear about the person who figured out that their wife is a ghost? Did you? Did you hear about the person who figured out that their wife is a ghost? They'd been suspicious since the moment she walked through the door. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that one. So if you want to send me a joke, you can send it to me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. Happy New Year to you and to yours. May it be safe and warm and healthy and delicious for all of us. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with more end-of-the-year episodes, this time with Claudia and Carrie and Shayna. We wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.